Hello, this is Jane Reed from True Crime Nightmare. This is episode 21 and it is divided into two separate parts due to the amount of information and the many victims involved. This is the case of Fred and Rose West who were arrested in 1994 for the murders of up to 12 innocent women and girls. One of the victims was their own teenage daughter, Heather West. The first part of this episode will look at the childhoods of both Fred and Rose. This will include their family lives and any potentially significant events that had happened to them prior to them coming to the attention of the authorities in 1994. The second part of this episode will look at events for the couple after they had married. I will look into their family life with their many children as well as their significant relationships. I will look at what is known about the many victims of the Wests and how they died and where they were buried. Also finally I will look at the aftermath when the vile pair were eventually arrested and the subsequent trial. Now for the first part of this episode, I will start with Fred West. He was born Frederick Walter Stephen West on the 29th of September of 1941. Fred was born in a town called Muchmarkle, which is in Herefordshire in England. His parents were Walter West, his father, and his mother was called Daisy. His parents were farm workers. By 1951, Fred's mother Daisy had given birth to eight children, but only six had survived. Fred was for some reason often considered to be his mother's favourite child. Daisy West was described by many people who knew the family at the time as being overprotective of Fred. All of the children in the West's household were expected to help out as soon as they were old enough to. The children would each have chores assigned to them. The three daughters would pick the hops on the farm as well as the strawberries so that they could be sold on. The three sons, which included Fred, had to harvest the wheat and hunt for rabbits. I certainly know which tasks I would rather do and it wouldn't be killing rabbits. This early necessity to help out, especially back in the 50s and 60s, was not that unusual and I don't think it was a bad thing because it can help instill good hard work ethics in future generations. Also, the family were considered poor, so would not have been able to hire very many people to help on the farm. When Fred West attended school, he was known by his fellow classmates to be scruffy, dim and a troublemaker. This was from an early age and it just got worse the older he got. Fred did not cope very well at school and he did not improve over the years. He was barely literate when he left school and remained that way for the rest of his life. He was however quite good at practical things such as woodwork and painting houses as well as general labouring work. He managed to find work as a labourer on a local farm when he left school at the age of 15. It has been reported many times over the years that Fred West developed an unhealthy interest in sex early on. He seemed to think he could just take what he wanted when he wanted it and was surprised when the other person objected. It has also been widely reported that Fred's own mother Daisy introduced him to sex at a very early age, when he was 12 years old in fact. She started having sex with Fred allegedly. It is also alleged that Fred's father, Walter, had sex with Fred's sisters. Just for balance, Fred's brother, Doug, had 
has gone on record many times as saying that Fred made these stories up and that they were basically all part of a fantasy on Fred's part. It is hard to know for sure, but subsequent events cannot be disputed. By 1957, when Fred was in his mid to late teens, Fred and another of his brothers, John, would often socialise at a local youth club close to where they lived at the time. Many adolescents would go to youth clubs and many still do today in England. The youth clubs were often run by responsible adults including teachers and they were considered to be a cheap way of providing safe entertainment for children and in turn it would also help to keep some of the children off the streets for a little while. At these clubs teenagers could often spend time with their friends and you did not need very much money to be able to access the activities that were available at the time. Often games would be available such as pool and table tennis as well as other activities. Football would obviously be quite a popular one in England. Some nights a film is shown and often music is available for those that are interested in listening to music or watching films. The clubs usually have a tuck shop as well which was also considered cheap and children would be able to purchase sweets, crisps and cans of drink, non-alcoholic. Parents were often happy to let their children attend these youth clubs because they know that adults would be there and also they would know where their children were and what they were doing, which obviously helps in some cases. The youth club that Fred West attended with his brother John was in a nearby town called Ledbury, which was only a few miles from the family home. Some of the other children who attended the youth club at the same time as Fred West found him to be quite aggressive in his approach to other children, especially the girls. Fred would reportedly pester the girls and try to fondle them. This dreadful approach would continue throughout his life with very serious outcomes involving many young women and girls. Just after his 17th birthday, Fred West bought himself a motorbike. He ended up having an accident just a few months later and suffered from a fractured skull as a result. He also suffered a broken arm and, as well as a broken leg in the accident. He was unconscious for about a week after the initial impact from the accident and remained in hospital. Fred required a lot of help and support to enable him to walk again afterwards. Afterwards, it has been said he started to experience spells of rage and he would often lash out at people. Two years after his first accident, he suffered another head injury. He had tried to grope a girl and she had punched him in retaliation. They were on a fire escape at the time and Fred lost his balance and fell down two flights of stairs, injuring himself severely. In June of 1961, when Fred West was 20 years old, his 13-year-old sister Kitty told their mother, Daisy, that Fred had been raping her since the previous December. Kitty also told her mother that she was pregnant because of the rapes. Fred's mother, Daisy, called the police and reported Fred. Fred West was duly arrested. He apparently freely admitted to the police that he had been molesting young girls since his early teens and asked, quote, doesn't everybody do it, unquote. Fred West was charged with the crimes against Kitty and the case went to trial on the 9th of November of 1961. Although it was initially said that his mother Daisy was disgusted with him and what he had supposed to have done and she was the person who ultimately shopped him to the police, she had decided to testify in his defence for some reason. 
Kitty must have been so upset by this betrayal, one of many in her young life. In the end, Kitty refused to testify and the case against Friend West collapsed. Kitty was only a young girl and she must have been overwhelmed by everything that had been going on and was still going on to that day. After the case had collapsed and Fred West was free to go about attacking young girls and women whenever he felt like it, his family disowned him and he was kicked out of the family home for a time. However, he did find a relative that did not disown him. He moved in with an aunt called Violet, who also lived in Much Markle, so very close to the family home. However, by the middle of 1962, he had reconciled with both of his parents, but not with the majority of the remaining members of his family. They still did not want anything to do with him, and you can't blame them. In September of 1962, when Fred West was still only 21 years old, he met the woman who would later become his first wife. Her name was Catherine Costello, but she liked to be known as Rena. Rena had originally lived in Scotland before moving down to England for a little while. Rena had come from a town called Coatbridge, which is in Lanarkshire in Scotland. Fred West had briefly dated Rena before for a few months in 1960, but she had moved back to Scotland and they had lost touch. After just a short courtship, this time the couple got married in Ledbury in England on the 17th of November of 1962. When Rena had met up again with Fred West, she was already pregnant with another man's baby. It is thought that it was because of this that she had gone back to England to avoid her relatives, who apparently did not approve of the situation with the baby. The baby was mixed race and Fred and Rena later tried to make out that she had lost the other baby and that they had decided instead to adopt a baby girl. When the couple had got married, they only had one guest attend the wedding. The person who attended was Fred's brother John, who he was still very close to. Fred and Rena West moved in with the aunt who had let Fred stay after he had been thrown out of his parents' home previously. Fred was now working as an ice cream man driving a van around the local area trying to sell ice creams to local children and adults. The daughter that Rena had conceived during her previous relationship was born in March of 1963 and she named her Charmaine. Shortly after the baby was born, the couple, along with Charmaine, relocated to Savoy Street in the Bridgeton district of Glasgow in Scotland. In July of 1964, the couple had a daughter of their own who they named Anna Marie. The marriage was not a happy one, with both Fred and Rena having affairs with other people. Fred even fathered another child with a woman in Scotland. Neighbours of Fred and Rena at the time considered Rena to be a fairly good mother but acknowledged that she did struggle sometimes. The same neighbours mostly considered Fred to be a bully and thought that he treated his wife and children harshly. Suggestions have been made that Fred West kept the two girls trapped in their bunk beds. He had used bars to keep them in. They were said to be only allowed out when Fred was at work. A short time after Anna Marie was born, Fred West met a girl called Anne McFall. Anne McFall was a friend of one of the West's neighbours. She was also only 16 years old at the time that she met Fred West. She initially became friends with both Fred and Rena, but she soon became infatuated with Fred West and also thought, for some reason, he could give her a better life. This was according to friends who knew her at the time anyway. Rena West was said to have suffered a lot at the hands of her husband, Fred. 
She was apparently beaten on a regular basis and could often be seen with bruises and black eyes. When the family had moved to Scotland, Fred continued working selling ice creams using his van. On the 4th of November of 1965, Fred West accidentally ran over and killed a very small boy in Glasgow whilst out selling ice creams in his van. He claimed that he had not seen the boy until it was too late. Subsequently, Fred West was actually cleared of any wrongdoing by the police at the time. Fred West was worried that although he was ultimately cleared of any wrongdoing on this occasion, he would still be targeted by angry locals and that he would not be able to continue making a living. He decided to move back to England. Initially, he moved back with his two daughters, Anna-Marie and Charmaine, and he rented a caravan at the Timberland Caravan Park in Bishop's Cleve in Gloucester. Rena did join her family eventually, arriving in England in February of 1966. Rena arrived with Anne McFall and another friend, Isa McNeil. The three women all moved into the same caravan as the two little girls and Fred West. Fred West at this point had managed to find work as a lorry driver. Many allegations have surfaced about what went on during this time. It has been said that Fred West dominated all three women and that he displayed violent mood swings. The three women would often bear the brunt of his angry outbursts. It has also been said that it was at this time that Fred West began sexually assaulting his stepdaughter Charmaine. She would only have been about four or five years old at this point. Fred West is also thought to have encouraged his wife Rena to become a prostitute so that she could help out with the family finances. Fred was only bringing in a very poor wage and it would not have been anywhere near enough to support himself and another three adults as well as two young children. So all in all it was a very dysfunctional time for everyone unlucky enough to be caught up in the mess. Eventually Rena decided that she had had enough and moved back to Scotland Rena left her with her friend Isa McNeil, but she had to leave the girls there because Fred would not let her take them with her, and even though the police became involved, Fred West kept the girls with him. It was about this time that Anne McFall and Fred West were carrying on together, so Anne decided to stay with Fred. Rena would travel back and forth frequently to visit her daughters. Anne McFall took over much of the responsibilities for the children, even though she was still technically a child herself at this point. It is thought that at this time, Anne would be trying to put pressure on Fred to divorce Rena in order that they could get married, but this did not happen at all, though. In July of 1967, Anne McFall, who was by now 18 years old and about eight months pregnant with Fred West's baby, suddenly vanished. What had happened to her and her unborn baby would not be discovered until many years later when Fred and Rose West were arrested in 1994. At the time, Fred West did not ever report to Anne McFall going missing to the police. Her remains and those of her unborn child were recovered decades later when the police investigation into Fred and Rose West's crimes started. But at the time in 1967, no one knew what had happened to her and she didn't know very many people because originally she had come from Scotland. In August of 1967, just a month after Anne McFall went missing, Rena, Fred's wife, returned to live with Fred and the two children. It has never been suggested that Rena had any idea of what had happened to Anne McFall either. The family moved into a different caravan site, which was the Lake 
house caravan park and although the relationship was okay for a while, once again Rena left Fred and her two children and moved back to Scotland shortly afterwards. After Rena had left Fred again, Fred put the two children into care with the Gloucester Social Services. Fred West first met Rosemary Letts in early 1969. They met at a bus stop and it has been said that Rosemary, who liked to go by the name Rose, did not find him attractive at all and thought he was unkempt. However, she quickly became flattered by all of the attention that he would give her. He would often catch the bus from the same stop and try and sit with her. Fred quickly found out that although Rose had never actually had a boyfriend, she was very promiscuous, just like himself. This is the start of the deadly relationship between Fred and Rose West, who would become notorious as Britain's evil serial killers. Rose and Fred West would end up working together to kill young women and children. They worked together much the same as Ian Brady and Myra Hindley before them had. Moving on to look at Rose West's background and childhood, she did not have the best start in life. Rose was born Rosemary Pauline Letts on the 29th of November of 1953. She was born in a place called Northam, which is in Devon, England. Her parents are William Letts and her mother, who had the same name as Fred's mother, was Daisy. Rose was the fifth of seven children born to William and Daisy. The family were poor, with very little resources to, available to them. Daisy also suffered with depression over many years. Rose was considered to be a moody and difficult teenager. Rose, like Fred, did not do very well at school and left education at the very first opportunity, which back then was at about 15 years old. Unlike now, you did not have to stay on until you were 18 or over or go, go into a training programme. You could just leave without anybody really questioning it at all. Rose's parents separated when she was still a teenager. Rose stayed with her mother until the age of 16 when she moved in with her father afterwards. By this time, she was living in a place called Bishop's Cleeve, which is near Cheltenham in England. William Letts, Rose's father, was prone to extreme violence and had reportedly sexually abused Rose and her older sister Patricia. Rose herself was also known to parade naked around the house. She was also said to have molested her brother Graham when he was only nine years old. She is said to have also molested another brother who was called Gordon. Both brothers were younger than Rose. Nothing came of all of these allegations, so who knows if they actually happened or not. But considering how depraved Rose became, then the allegations are possibly true. There is no doubt that with the violence from her father and the sexual abuse, if we believe the allegations that came much later. Rose had a difficult childhood, but then so do so many people and they certainly don't all go around killing people. She did not do very well at school at all and she had no real prospects opening up to her in adult life either. She really did not have very much of a future, even at the age of 15 years old. 
Rose did not have the appropriate skills to go out into the real world by herself, especially at such a young age. Added to that, the abuse that she is accused of committing and the abuse that her father is said to have subjected her to, then she was quite literally a disaster waiting to happen. Rose was still only 15 years old when she met Fred West. He was 27 years old at the time. He already had two children, at least, and was still married to Rena. His childhood had also been bad and allegations of sexual abuse followed him around as well as the abuse he is said to have suffered from his own mother. Tragically, the pair would go on to murder, torture and sexually abuse many young women and girls. They would even end up murdering their very own daughter. The West between them would go on to murder 12 people before their killing spree came to an end. In the next part of this episode, I will cover all of the known murder victims and how they became noticed by the authorities, which ended up bringing the West's heinous crimes to an end. Only Rose West would stand trial, however, because Fred West, being such a coward, decided to kill himself long before going to trial. They were no doubt two of the most evil serial killers that have come from the UK and they would in all likelihood have carried on killing innocent people if they hadn't been caught and stopped. Credits for this part of the episode go to www.mirror.co.uk and Wikipedia. Thank you very much for listening and I shall post the second part of this episode next week. Mm-hmm.